You know, we don't understand why God wants us to go certain places, but we know that there's a reason why. And so um, I'm living proof that going where God has called them to go is, it, it, there's just so much fruit as a result. Hey guys, welcome to this week's Grace and Truth. I'm a grateful gospel-centered disciple of Jesus Christ who struggles yet perseveres, and my name is Dave. I hope and pray that you're doing well. Today's podcast entitled, Go Where You Are Called to Go, was broadcasted live on Facebook on September 19th, 2021. Let's take a listen. Father, thank you that you are still with us. And I just thank you for today, being able to worship with my brothers and sisters um, earlier today. Um, Lord, please speak through me this afternoon. May what I say be used by you for your glory and ultimately that what is shared points to your gospel. And what we know not, would you teach us? What we have not, would you give us? Would you, what we are not, make us, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so there have been some changes that have taken place ministry-wise. But before I get to that, let me tell you some stuff that has happened today. So today, um, I got to um, support some friends of mine who are leaving the area to become missionaries. Now, because they're going to an area where the gospel is not as welcome, I'm not at liberty to discuss the actual location. But what I can tell you is that it really felt good to be able to um, take some time and to just really support them as they're being sent out. Now, it was at my one of my previous churches. Um, you know, one of the things that I love about the gospel is that it frees us from... Um, it really helps us understand things from God's perspective rather than our own perspective. So um, what we are, what I decided to do is visit them for the nine o'clock service. They have two services, nine and 1045, um, and to really um, be there and to show my support. And then after they prayed for them, um, I would head over to my church because my church service starts at 1015. And so it really felt good to really be there for them because oddly enough, they played a special role in my own um, in my own story regarding small groups. As you know, um, Intercom Bible Fellowship, which is my small group, has been um, around for over a year now. And it was patterned in part after one of our church recommendations, Gateway Bible Church. But it was also, um, but they played a special role by teaching me through their example that some, that a lot of times God calls us to get out of our comfort zones. And one of the ways that he does that is to leave the people you love to either plant a new group, plant a church, or to become missionaries in a different area where the gospel isn't welcome. And so I remember when we, um, we were all having um, lunch for a birthday lunch that I had, um, and um, they were branching out 
to start a new small group. And uh, I kind of felt left behind at first. Little did I know a year later I would be following in their footsteps by being commissioned to plant Intercom and then eventually um, return to CV first. And you know, that really encourages me because you know, God really calls us to make those sacrifices and when he calls us to go, we're to go. I mean, take Jonah for example. I mean, he was told to go to Nineveh and yet he wasn't willing and he went to his own direction and guess what happened? Uh, that didn't go well. You pre for those of you who haven't read Jonah, I would strongly recommend it. That's probably one of my favorite books in the Bible because every time God pulls me out of a bad situation, he always directs me to the book of Jonah in some way. Um, but yeah, um, in fact, speaking of which, only in God's providence would that part of today lead to today's sermon from my church. Um, our family pastor, Pastor Josh, um, talked about, um, he, he took us to Hebrews chapter 11, and in a nutshell, he looked at the heroes of the faith. Um, in this case, primarily, he was focused on Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, Joshua, Rahab, and many others. And what each of these individuals had in common was that they were called to get out of their comfort zones into a different area. And it wasn't easy, but it was worth it. And God knew what would happen um, by then. And so I thought to myself, you know, I need to share this message with my friends who are going to be missionaries. Not, not necessarily in the sense of like, oh, they need to hear this because I think it'll incur think that they'll need it. But more along the lines of, I really want to encourage them and to cheer them on in a sense as they take on this new, um, this new season of ministry. And so um, actually, later, I'm going to sh share that same message with you guys because it's my hope and prayer that you will also really take it to heart because I really need to take it to heart. I needed that reminder. We all need that reminder. Absolutely. Now, oddly enough, I'm going to share with you an example of how God has really helped me get out of my comfort zone. And it actually involves some updates that I want to give you guys. I don't know if you looked um, earlier on my uh, social media platforms, whether it be here on Facebook or on Instagram, but um, I have been checking out a new young adults group in Walnut Creek. Um, and it's at our new one of our newest recommendations um, in Walnut Creek. We have two recommendations now. One of them is Japanese Christian Church uh, of Walnut Creek, pastored by my friend and brother, Maddie Blevins. And the other is called North Creek Church. Um, when I looked at their um, uh, live broadcasts and uh, visited their campus, I felt like I was at a cross between Grace Community Church, where John MacArthur is pastor-teacher, and Parkside Church, where Alistair Begg serves as pastor-teacher. Um, I haven't been to any of their um, Lord's Day services. Um, maybe once in a while I'll probably visit, but my commitment is to CV first. Besides, uh, I tend to be more receptive and more um, accountable in a smaller church setting. And in fact, um, it's my home. It's actually a shorter drive compared to um, Walnut Creek. Um, and um, yeah, other than that, 
this group, um, when I first set foot, now at first, it's, it's so funny, my second week was actually my first week because when I first visited, there was a conference going on and it was go actually at a different place. And that was kind of a bummer for me because I'm like, I, I didn't know. So I had to look around and I'm like, where's the young adults? <laughs> and so um, I, I gotta give the uh, volunteers some credit. Um, they um, they um, were very understanding and uh, sheepish to say the least. Um, none, and you know, um, some friends of mine, even those who went there, I have friends who go there, encouraged me, don't give up, give it another chance. And I just knew the Lord was laying on my heart to give it another chance. Um, and I did. No regrets whatsoever. The moment I set foot, I felt like I was at, you know, I've been to a lot of young adults groups and there's very few. Um, there was one that I did go to that was small, but really had a balance when it came to community and um, sound doctrine. And that was uh, CMC at um, First Baptist Monterey. Um, this group that I'm going to now on Friday nights in Walnut Creek is called Kaleo. And it's primarily for those between the ages of 24 and 34. And um, as I mentioned earlier, this church, this group has a balance between community and sound doctrine. You know, a lot of groups that I've been to for young adults would ha either have one or the other. And though, and technically, the ones that had sound doctrine were a little bit more um, kind of in between. Um, and I would add to that, um, there were more cliques. Whereas other groups where they emphasize more on community, I mean, that's a great thing. We need community. Because without community, how are we going to be able to grow? At the same time, though, th those particular communities would really emphasize more on bringing people in rather than pointing people to a biblical understanding of the gospel. This group that I'm a part of now called Kaleo has a balance of that. And I think that's just wonderful. That they have um, that they have that balance of sound doctrine and community, and so um, I just want to encourage you guys: if you're going to be a part of a young adults group, you really need to know that oh, that, that that's important. Um, and if you're in the East Bay area or anywhere else, uh, I would recommend Kaleo to you. I strongly would. I've already been there for about four weeks now, and um, even though I've only known the people there for just a few weeks, it feels like I already know everybody and it feels like I'm at home already. Um, it's kind of like love at first sight. Um, so um, just want to encourage you guys with that. Now, what will this mean for me when it comes to um, the young adults group that I've been a part of for uh, a couple years now, which is Flashpoint? Um, or even for those of you who are part of Valley Bible Church watching The Gathering? Well, technically I don't really have any involvement with the gathering. I, I usually visit on a once a month basis because well, aside from the fact that my parents attend there, um, I'm really trying to stay committed to where I am. Now, as far as Flashpoint is concerned, what's that gonna, what, where do I fit, fit in with this? Well, um, I talked with the um, young adults director of CV First um, and we had been praying about this. We've been praying for a long time about um, my position at flashpoint um, you see i'm turning 30 in november and the group is primarily for those between the ages of 18 to 30 and so we prayed about it and we really assessed um am i really connecting am i really growing um and um, i'm not going to get into too much detail 
but um, this was a mutual decision and um, I'm really excited at the same time and yet it's also a very bittersweet moment. Um, so this upcoming Thursday, if you're in the East Bay area, whether Castro Valley or whatnot, I would strongly encourage you to check them out because especially this upcoming Thursday, because this upcoming Thursday is my last Thursday at Flashpoint. I have had such an immense privilege of being a part of this ministry for, oh, since late 2019. There's like, like a week or so before I left VCC. And um, it has been such an incredible ministry to be a part of, even before I returned to CV First full time. And yet, um, it's it's time to move on. Um, so um, this new change is going to be hard, but it's going to be worth it. So far, Kaleo has just been a welcoming community, and the best part is, even as I'm a part of that young adults group now on Friday nights. And for those of you wondering, well, how's the drive going to be? Well. It's better to drive from San Leandro, my workplace, to Walnut Creek than driving from Dublin to Walnut Creek on Friday nights because for those of you who are not familiar with the um, the San Francisco Bay Area, especially the East Bay, uh, 680 North is a nightmare when you're commuting um, in the evening. Um, and 880 is even worse. Um, the route that I take is 580 West and then taking um, a few others to the, through what we call the Caldecott Tunnel and then um, getting to Walnut Creek that way. Um, it's just been incredible. It's a drive, but it's worth it. Another fun thing about Walnut Creek that you may be surprised about, Dave, now some of you may be even wondering, Dave, why bring up Walnut Creek? I mean you mentioned how God calls us to get out of our comfort zones. What does Walnut Creek have to do with it? Well, it here's what it has to do. You see, I don't personally like Walnut Creek. I, I really don't know why. Uh, think of it like the Grinch who stole Christmas. The Grinch hated Christmas the whole Christmas season. Now, please don't ask why. No one quite knows the reason. Um, I've never been a fan of the city. I mean, it's big. It's It's hard to get around. It's hard to find parking in certain places especially downtown Walnut Creek. Um, the only few places in Walnut Creek that I do like are um, Hickory Pit, AKA Emil Villas, because it's right next to Kaiser Hospital where I was born. Fun fact, um, Nathan Wren, the pastor of First Baptist Church of Monterey, was also born at that same hospital. Now, of course, that hospital at the time didn't have the building that it has now. Um, when he was born, the building that was there before was a new building, but when I was born, that same building was an old building. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're talking about the 50s and um, 50s or 60s and um, the 1990s. Point being, um, this was a big... Uh, this was a big step for me because I never imagined myself ever being involved with any ministries in that city. Nonetheless, there was a reason why God wanted me there. And so um, I just need to be obedient to the calling that God has given me. And um, as a result, he really made it clear. This is where I want you to go. Now, will this affect my attendance at CV First? No, absolutely not. My membership at CV First will remain as is. And they're so understanding, they're willing to let me stay at CV First. I mean, they've got, I, I met a friend of mine who goes there who actually 
goes to a different church in the same area as me, and he happens to live in a different city. And um, so it's really encouraging, to say the least. So, um, yeah, those are some changes that um, are happening. And um, Thursday night, 6.30 at CV First Baptist, Flashpoint. And it will be my last night with Flashpoint. So please keep me in your prayers. And um, I will miss Flashpoint. It has been a wonderful ride. And I'm excited to see what God's going to do at Kaleo. And I'm also excited to see what he can continue to do through my time at CV First and with Intercom, my, uh, my, my comm group, my Bible comm group. In fact, um, speaking of Intercom, another update. Um, we are currently meeting online because of the Delta variant surge. But Lord willing, I really want us to start doing the, vi- the hybrid method again, which, is, which was actually our normal. When we first started, that was our normal. That was before the coronavirus pandemic. And then when COVID hit, we were already ahead of the game. So we actually went online when we were already online and in person at the same time. So um, um, another change is that um, we're meeting every other week now. Now this is good because it gives me an opportunity to really prep and to rest, especially since I'm the only one leading Intercom right now. I hope and pray that we will lift up leaders to help co-lead the group because it's really not about me, it's about the Lord. And that's part of our whole um, uh, mission and vision at Intercom, which is we exist to let the Bible speak for itself and dwell in our hearts richly. It's about God and his word, it's not about us. And so if you are in the Tri-Valley or anywhere else and you'd like to join us, you can either join us online or in person. and um, just reach out to me and I'll give you information on that. All right, now I'd like to let you know that after this message, I'm going to give you guys um, a link to Pastor Josh's message. And I hope and pray that it'll encourage you guys as well and challenge you as well, because I think it's really important that we are challenged. And now I'd like to give some concluding thoughts. Um, Throughout this talk, I've talked about um, um, going where God has called you to go, even if it means getting out of your comfort zone. I used my friends who are going to be missionaries as examples and uh, myself as an example. And so I want to give one concluding thought. Go where God has called you to go. You know, we don't understand why God wants us to go certain places, but we know that there's a reason why. And so um, I'm living proof that going where God has called them to go is, it, it. there's just so much fruit as a result. So... Um, and I've seen a lot of it. And as I look back, I think to myself, you know, I'm so glad I was obedient to God's calling in that area. All right, number two, you were never called to live comfortable lives. I mean, in general, we, we want to be comfortable. We want to have um, our, um, our routine. Yet at the same time, though, we have to be reminded that um, God doesn't call us to live comfortably, as hard as it may be. I mean, I know a lot of people who want to just basically rely on anything other than God, like whether it be anything in our culture or in the or in the government or anything like that. And the reality is our true comfort only comes from God and he speaks to us through his word. And may we be reminded that our true comfort truly comes from him and that he will bring us to where he wants us to go, even if it may not be comfortable for us. 
Finally, no matter what happens, God is in control. I've said that a lot, especially on these talks, but I really think it's worth saying again, no matter what happens, God is in control. That has been my motto since even my first year in um, recovery. And eventually God would use those few first three years to point me to a biblical understanding of the gospel and recognizing that he waited for me to come to him and acknowledge my sinfulness and to totally surrender myself to him because he is holy, he is righteous, I am wretched, I am not holy. It's only because of what Christ did for me that I'm going the direction that God has called me to go. And it's, ho- and it's ho- his Holy Spirit who's working through me as well. Uh, we were talking in, my, in, in one of the uh, fellowships that I'm a part of after the church. Um, and I was reminded of what Martin Luther said, which was, Simul justus et peccator. Which means that even though we are, are, are saved, we still sin. And yet we need to be reminded every single day that um, Christ has saved us from eternal damnation. And so I just want to encourage you guys with all that. And you know, maybe you're going through a storm right now. I want to encourage you guys with this. Christ is with you. He never left you. He's never forsaken you. And if you don't know who Jesus is, I would strongly encourage you to to ask him to forgive you and just totally surrender yourself to him. If you want to know a little bit more about the gospel, you can go on my website, chumainu.com, and click on the link that says the gospel. You'll In that page, you'll also find a link to um, a page from Alistair Begg's ministry, um, Truth for Life, and it's called The Story. I would strongly encourage you to check that out as well. So yeah, those are some updates that have been um, going on with me. And um, yeah. Keep me in prayer when it comes to that because I'm sure I'm gonna I'm gonna need a lot of encouragement as I'm taking on this new season of ministry. In the meantime, join me in prayer, will you please? Father, help us to be reminded that we are not called to live comfortably and that you call us to go where you want us to go. I just thank you that you've been reminding me of that these past few years, and that you've reminded my friends we're gonna be missionaries in an area where the gospel isn't welcome as well. Thank you for their example to me, and I ask that you would just bless them. And I pray for those watching who are just not sure where they're going, that you would just walk with, remind them that you have never left them or forsaken them, that your Holy Spirit would just guide them toward the direction that they're going, that you want them to go. Father, may your word, the Bible, be a lamp unto their feet and a light unto their path. Thank you for today, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. You can contact me at my website, chewmadenew.com. Or you can call me at 510-516-CHEW. That's 510-516-2439. Or you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
Until next time, peace out and God bless. Cinco's!